0: Well, first up tonight, we've spoken a lot about the opioid crisis on this show, the devastating impact that it's had on individuals, families and entire communities across this country. It has meant healthcare systems, too, have had to shoulder the expense of responding to the ongoing crisis. Well, today word that some of that money, some will be recuperated. British Columbia's Attorney General David Eby announced a proposed $150 million settlement with Purdue Pharma Canada covering all province and territories has been reached for the recovery of health care costs related to the sale and marketing of opioid-based pain medication. Eby says that it is the largest settlement of a governmental health care cost claim in our country's history and that the proposed settlement was accepted by governments across Canada. Now a plan is being worked on to determine how the money will be divided based on the impact in each province. The province of BC launched a proposed class action lawsuit back in 2018 against more than 40 drug companies on behalf of all federal, provincial, and territorial governments with the aim of recovering health care costs for the, quote, wrongful conduct of opioid manufacturers, distributors, and their consultants. Here's David Eby. We expect and hope that this settlement with Purdue, Canada will lead to settlements, further settlements, to recover provincial health care costs. This is one step among many that our government is taking to ensure that we are addressing the overdose crisis on every front. I want to note that this is only the beginning. We're committed to aggressively pursuing litigation against the other opioid manufacturers, distributors, and their consultants who put profits before people. That is BC's Attorney General David Eby speaking earlier today. Well, joining me now is Radar Morgerman. He is the lawyer handling the class action cost recovery litigation for the province of British Columbia. So he knows this subject all too well. Thanks for your time tonight. No worries. So just, I guess, first, the the most obvious question, the significance of today's announcement. It sounds like a big deal.
1: Um, It it is a big deal. It's It's an important step. In a big case, and the big case is about recovering um, money that the provinces and the federal government are spending to treat uh, opioids. So, it's a big lawsuit, and Purdue's obviously a, a big defendant. But it's only one step in a big lawsuit.
0: What was determined exactly? To, what is this settlement about?
1: Right. So, so the, the province uh, started a class action on behalf of all of the governments. And uh, that class action is moving forward in the courts. We've been uh, to the Court of Appeal a couple of times, and it is actively being litigated. Um, one of the main defendants in that class action was Purdue. And in a narrow sense, this case settles the action. So all of the governments have now settled their case with Purdue. That's the, that's the narrow uh, result.
0: What was Purdue, at least in terms, as far as this lawsuit was concerned, what was Purdue um, accused? Maybe it might be the wrong word, but what was Purdue uh, accused of having done?
1: Right. So, so, so the lawsuit basically alleges that the manufacturers and distributors of opioids um, uh, misrepresented their safety and benefits. So they overstated the safety and they understated the risk of opioids. That's, that's kind of at the core. It's obviously a complicated lawsuit, but that's what it is at the core. And Purdue was one of the main brand sellers of opioids uh, through the class period, which is sort of starting in the, in the mid to late 1990s and running through till the present. So what you have is you have Purdue. Uh, you may have read about them in the news. The Sackler family is behind Purdue. They're a major opioid manufacturer, so they're one of the uh, the people the province says uh, um, through this alleged misrepresentation caused the opioid crisis.
0: And this was through OxyContin, I believe, was was Purdue Pharma's uh, brand. That,
1: if, if, yeah. That's that's right. That's that's what they started with. They they sold other brands over time, but OxyContin was was one of their major brands. And as you know, the, um, Purdue. And its related entities in the United States um, have been consumed by a large bankruptcy proceeding. So there is a, a huge news story uh, that has swirled around the bankruptcy of Purdue and its ability to um, control all of the lawsuits that it faces in the U.S. by going bankrupt. And that then played out as well in Canada because Purdue Canada was uh, a chess piece in that sprawling bankruptcy. So the the case has a lot of complexity. Uh, Short point is, this is a settlement that wraps up the case against one important party, Purdue and its related entities, uh, for a significant amount of money that will be used to uh, treat, we call it abate the opioid crisis, um, but as I say, it's one step in, in a really complicated set of facts.
0: What has uh, what? How much money will be will be given out here, or how much? What is the what is the uh, the damage or the the penalty here, and and how does it get meted out between the provinces and and the different levels of government who were involved
1: right. in this? So, so I'll start with with the just the language. So, a, a settlement is is based on consent. Purdue hasn't admitted that it's done anything wrong. It it pays the settlement money uh, and it gets a release from the lawsuit. That money then has to be distributed between and amongst the governments. And they uh, will construct a formula to do that. That will be based on their opioid spend essentially. So what are they spending and what are they spending it on? And then they'll get their share of that <coughs> settlement fund. Um, and then, uh, and this again is an important point, the Governments are going to address this crisis with or without money from the industry. Uh, this is a really important crisis. Uh, as you know, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's, I don't I'm looking for the right words, but it's a
0: health epidemic. Yeah, public a health emergency stop. has been used, right? Yeah. That's, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, and so what it, what it means is the governments are going to be looking after whether they, whether they recover or not. But this helps them look after it. This provides funding that they can then use to, um, you know, to treat the opioid. Uh, 150
0: million sounds like a lot of money. I know that in terms of just the overall amount of damages that were being sought, it's actually quite small. And it certainly doesn't match the amount of money the different healthcare systems are spending coping or trying to deal with the opioid crisis. Uh, How does how did you how does that figure reach the 150 million?
1: Right. So, so that's a, that is a really good question because, as you point out, the overall cost of the crisis uh, across governments is likely m- measured in the many billions. Of dollars, and $150 million is not many billions of dollars. I think two, two observations on how you reach a settlement uh, one is um, you do the best you can in the circumstances that you have. So you have to assess how strong your case is. You have to figure out whether the bankruptcy is going to potentially wash your case out and and you might get nothing because you're competing with other entities. So this is a compromise. You you figure out how strong your case is. You, you, You then get the most that you can in the circumstances. And these are very difficult circumstances. So that's sort of one piece of the answer. The other piece of the answer is, $50 million is a lot of money. It is, it will be used to treat the crisis. And then the third piece of the answer is only one of the defendants. So there are other large manufacturers and there are large distributor defendants. And so we are getting cooperation from Purdue, use that to pursue all of the other defendants and hopefully increase the pie.
0: I'm speaking with Radar Morgerman. He's the lawyer handling the class action cost recovery litigation for the province of BC. The province today announced a $150 million proposed settlement with Purdue Pharma Canada covering all provinces and territories uh, to recover healthcare costs related to the sale and marketing of opioid-based pain medication. When we come back a bit more about what lies ahead, as um, Radar Morgerman has pointed out, this is just one small piece of a much larger puzzle, a much larger um, legal, legal foray. And uh, we'll talk about where this head It's next after this. My guest is Radar Morgaman. He's the lawyer handling the class action cost recovery litigation for the province of BC. There was an announcement today from David Eby, uh, the Attorney General of British Columbia, but a $150 million proposed settlement with Purdue Pharma Canada, covering all provinces and territories um, that has been reached for recovery of healthcare costs related to the sale and marketing of opioid-based medication, pain medication. Uh, We've been discussing what this means. It is a big deal. Um, uh, It's certainly certainly money that will be divvied up between between the provinces to help pay for treatment uh, and handling of the opioid crisis in this country, but just a small piece of a much larger puzzle. So what happens now, as you mentioned, this, this is a good first step uh, in this process, but it is, as you pointed out, a much larger process when it comes to the provinces trying to recoup some of these costs that they've been spending on uh, opioid addiction or opioid crisis related healthcare costs.
1: So, so that's exactly right. The, the lawsuit, if you think of it in the groups of people who are named, you have the brand name manufacturers and that are companies like Purdue or, or Janssen, uh, Johnson and Johnson's subsidiary um, or related company. Then you have um, uh, generic manufacturers like Teva or Apotex. And then you have distributors like McKesson. And within the opioid industry, each one of those groups, uh, is alleged to have played a role in setting in motion the crisis. Uh, you also have the consultants to those people. So in the United States, for example, there is discussion about a consulting firm called McKinsey, who has done a bunch of work with various people, uh, allegedly opening doors and reducing uh, the barriers that used to exist uh, to the use of opioids. And all of that uh, all of, all of that litigation, uh, is currently in the class action DC. Um, we are actively litigating it. I was in the court of appeal for three days, uh, in early June, having arguments about the shape of the case. And, and we'll have arguments about the constitutional reach of the class actions legislation. We'll have arguments about class certification. And if we win all of that, we'll have a trial. And the trial will determine who did what and whether it was wrongful. And if it's wrongful, how much do they have to pay? Uh, along the way, just to, uh, not to cut you off, but along the way, uh, uh, and I've, I've said this to all of the defendants, the governments um, are rational and will settle if the settlements are rational um, because this crisis is clear and present and money in hand to treat the crisis now is worth a lot to the government's.
0: You've compared this in the past to things that folks might be more familiar with. Uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with the opioid crisis, but you compared it to, I think, or or at least um, likened it in the past to sort of mass public injury um, actions against things such as tobacco and asbestos.
1: Absolutely. Uh, this, This case is in that tradition. And like the tobacco litigation, there's special legislation that's been passed by the government to help facilitate the case, make it possible. Uh, One of the things about the tobacco litigation that we're trying to avoid in this case is it has been running for, uh, I think, nearly 20 years. Um, And in this case, we're really trying to put our running shoes on and move quickly, understanding the limits that we face in in the legal system. uh, You can't force something beyond its natural pace, but you can push it as hard as you can. So it is a crisis. The opioid crisis is a crisis like tobacco or like asbestos in in fact it is in many ways more insidious because of the loop that addiction creates and the destruction that addiction causes beyond just the individuals into society
0: so to, to take that then this settlement today uh, as a first step what does it represent what might kind of impact may it have on the broader effort
1: um so I, th- I think I'll, I'll again, break this into numbers in my head just because it's easier to answer that way. Um, number one, it sends a message to all of the players in in the case that the governments are serious, that the dollars are significant, and that we will be pursuing them forever if necessary, to get to a just result. So that's that's one piece of this that's very useful. The other piece of this that's very useful, as I said before, is that the crisis is here. It's present. It's costing money now. It needs to be addressed now. And so getting our hands on the settlement funds is helpful. And then third, part of the settlement involves cooperation. We now get to ask Purdue for documents and information that might be relevant to the rest of the case. So this is a really important step in sending a message to all of the players and institutions that are touching this problem uh, that it's real uh, that it's a, uh, that it's a big case and that it's it's worth paying attention to
0: and has much changed since the period with which this is uh, these are allegations are meant to have taken place
1: uh, i think the answer to that is is yes if you if you're being accurate uh when you track the science the prescription opioid crisis, so the crisis started as a prescription opioid crisis, and then it has morphed into an illicit opioid crisis. And the lawsuit alleges, and there's good evidence to show that those two things are connected to each other, that the only reason we have the illicit the illicit crisis is because of the prescription crisis. But you have to be really accurate and careful in how you're describing things, because the the current immediate cause on the street is more the illicit drug than the prescription drug but allegedly and there's and there's good arguments for this and hopefully we'll have a trial about one day it's the prescription drugs that caused the monster that's now um, swallowing people through the illicit drugs
0: Radar Morgerman, thank you so much for uh, for explaining this case. And I gather this is just uh, the first step. It shall continue. Thank you so much for your time tonight.
1: It is. Thank you very much.